This podcast is sponsored by Adaptive Path. Adaptive Path helps to create products and services that deliver great experiences and improve people's lives. Learn about upcoming events like UX Week, the UX Intensive Workshop at adaptivepath.com slash events. And by Boxes and Arrows. Since 2001, Boxes and Arrows has been a peer-written journal promoting contributors who want to promote thinking, push limits, and teach a few things along the way. For more events happening all over the world, be sure and check out events.boxesandarrows.com. Editor-in-Chief for Boxes and Arrows, Chris Baum, sits down to talk with Editor-in-Chief of Interactions Magazine, Richard Anderson, at MX San Francisco. They talk about the different techniques and skill sets it takes to develop and publish value-added articles for both the IA and UX communities. They also talk about Richard's presentation and the importance of community and learning from different professionals through both publications. I hope everyone enjoys the podcast. Cheers. So Richard, thanks so much for coming down. We really appreciate it. And, and for me especially, like uh, as a fellow editor-in-chief, I think uh, I have a lot of questions for you. I'm, I want to just keep a few because I, you, know, you did a really great presentation yesterday. Um, and I guess, if you don't mind, I'd like to start with... Um, so you do a lot of executive coaching and a lot of um, like experience management development. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit of how you're taking that as you as you're going down the road with uh, with interactions. Tell me about how you're using that knowledge and what you're trying to do with the magazine to kind of resonate with your practice. Well, uh, among the uh, the multiple communities that we want interactions to be relevant to and appeal to uh, include uh, the experience management community as well as, and I think this might be even more important, as well as management folks who need to understand and care about uh, experience um, but are not necessarily within the, that particular community. Right. Um, so, uh, indeed, that... Some of my consulting, indeed, uh, does uh, involve interact uh, interacting <laughs> <in-towns>. <laughs> I find when I ever use the magazine title, I sort of like, oh my gosh, there we go again. Um, uh, involves uh, um, interacting with uh, with product managers, with uh, marketing folks, with the various executives, as you made a reference to, mm-hmm. who um, better need to understand what this stuff is all about and. And we want the magazine to uh, be something that they can take a look at and uh, and learn something from and uh, get a better sense for what this design stuff is all about. Then do something about it in their company. So um, so there's definitely a connection between uh, the nature of the work that I do as well as at least a part of what it is that we're trying to uh, include in the in the magazine mm-hmm. and uh, a part of the audience for it. So how do you decide? How to codify that those intents in your editorial? Like, how do you decide what stories to run in order to, to resonate with that? Oh, that's a, that's a hard question to answer. It's it's you know it's, a, it's I think it's largely based on experience. And fortunately, I have a, a wonderful co-editor in chief, and it's it's via our interactions <laughs> <laughs> um, that uh, you know we discuss things a lot uh, mm-hmm. along these lines and. And uh, reach decisions as to you know what uh, we f- we feel will it will actually be very good for the magazine. We um, we definitely want uh, it's 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 not a you know we don't have a, a good <laughs> clear cut. Well, I think we have a good process, but it's not one that I think I can articulate very effectively. No, but, 
but it's 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 a matter of um, from our experience and from the various people that I know, mm -hmm. um, knowing the kinds of things that uh, we feel are important mm -hmm. to, in fact, include in the magazine, contact the appropriate folks, solicit material, and occasionally, you know, uh, some sometimes we'll get submissions that have not been solicited, which is good. We like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, uh, we do find that we're publishing a lot of stuff. Uh, perhaps most of the stuff that we're publishing is stuff that we, we are soliciting. So so uh, we, do, we do put a lot of thought into the kinds of things that we want to appear in the magazine and have an impact on it. When you mentioned, uh, you have to help me with the pronunciation of his name, it's John Kulko? Indeed. So I, I really, you know, knowing a little bit about the kind of the work that you've done over time. I know just a, I just have become aware of his work, and I mean it was honestly just before I saw the the issue of interactions where you all were making your debut. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about how you all met up and and became a team, and and how you guys are splitting up the kind of um, uh, the responsibilities because you do have a very interesting mix of, of approaches and skills. We're very different people, um, yeah, and uh, that's putting it mildly. But it's 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 amazing what how wonderful it works and mm -hmm. how, how wonderful of a partnership has emerged from this. I met John only about a year ago at um, in San Jose at the uh, the 2007 Kai conference. Okay, uh, we were introduced then. Um, I had been asked to consider becoming editor in chief of the magazine. I was not willing, though, to do it alone. I really wanted a partner. John had expressed interest himself in, in uh, becoming uh, editor-in-chief of the magazine. And so uh, uh, we uh, were brought together, and we sat down for about 15 or 20 minutes and chatted a bit about what we thought this magazine could be, uh, what we thought the beginnings of a vision for the magazine could be that would, would uh, really make it into something special. Mm -hmm. And after about 15, 20 minutes... Um, John said, "Hey, let's 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 give it a go," um, and I was yeah. So so we did, and um, and uh, maybe fifteen twenty minutes isn't uh, you know the recommended length of time that you should spend <laughs> having these kinds of discussions with people about these kinds of things. But it really uh, was all that we needed, and uh, it's as I mentioned, it's been a really wonderful partnership. We don't really kind of formally sort of divide things into you do all of this kind of stuff and I'll do this stuff or you take that half and I take that half. Mm -hmm. We we pretty much, we definitely uh, need to agree on everything that goes in the magazine. Occasionally there will be some, some disagreement, but for the most part, interestingly enough, in spite of our significant differences, we we're pretty. We're very much aligned uh, on our vision, and hence we we pretty much always agree on what should or should not go into the magazine. Um, so it's it's been a good experience, and uh, we have big plans, and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, and that actually leads me to your presentation yesterday, and you were talking about the sessions that you've been running with um, experienced managers of all different types. Um, can you talk a little bit about how? Um, you're going to try to use um, interactions as a platform to to, tr to like communicate some of that knowledge, um, you know, along with the the things that interactions has done historically to you know help user experience designers and their managers take it to the next level. 
Well, a lot of what I do uh, in my work world in the, on the consulting side is teaching, of course, which I made a reference to in, right. in my presentation yesterday, and and various you know different variations on teaching workshops, bringing together managers of various types, frequently experienced managers, um, um, uh, and and um, uh, having them learn together and learn from each other, and mm -hmm. it's it's via all of uh, those kinds of interactions and activities that. That um, you know, I, I I learn from 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 that, and and um, and identify lots of different approaches and, and ways of thinking that um, I, I you know I come to the conclusion that are valuable to to address and mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, make uh, put on a bigger stage as sort of you know another reference <laughs> to what I said yesterday. But right. of course, when you put it in the magazine, it goes into a bigger stage still. So of course. So um, um, I was particularly enthusiastic, as I mentioned uh, in my presentation yesterday, about Sachel Watson's article, which appeared in our first issue. Um, I think the work that Sachel is doing and has done at, at Wells Fargo is just off the charts. Yeah. So um, um, in thinking about our first issue, we, we, it, was, it was easy for me to decide, you know, who do I want to write an article for our first issue to sort of... Give it, give it a bang, and we we uh, fortunately were able to pull together quite a lot of wonderful stuff, including Hugh Doverley's piece on uh, toward a, a model of innovation. Mm -hmm. um, he's done some wonderful work, and uh, will be in the magazine pretty much every issue. Uh, so, so you know, it's just it's just a matter of uh, continuing to 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 learn and network and um, and develop a better understanding of of uh, things to do, and and recognize that. There are so many various kinds, so many variables which need to have an impact on mm -hmm. on how one approaches this stuff in in a, in a company, um, and to share those stories, I think is 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 very valuable and uh, important. And so, you know, over time, you'll have more and more of these kinds of stories in the magazine. Excellent, and you know, boxes and arrows, we. We definitely have a lot. We do a lot of work with practitioners and trying to get practitioners to share their experiences so other people can can yeah, use yeah. that knowledge. Yeah. Um, and I really liked the the both Hugh's story and Sachel's story. I mean, for those of you uh, listening that that don't know uh, what Sachel Watson has done, either take a look at interactions or um, try to get the podcast of her presentation here at MX uh, SF this year. She's basically set up a framework where uh, user experience is not just designing the inter the artifacts and the interfaces. She it's very much about designing the strategy that actually sits at the table with the business people and understands how it interfaces with the the metrics and the operations people. It's it's an incredibly well thought out system that allows the designers to do their job and be creative, but in a way that the business people and the rest of the organization can understand the impact very, very clearly. It's, it's a, an, amazing, um, an amazing achievement and one that I, it's yeah. been rare to see before. And I think something that is important to mention is that it's the, uh, the designers are those who are facilitating this entire process that you just made a reference to. So um, that puts design and uh, user experience, customer experience, a very critical spot in a mm -hmm. company, which of course we're all arguing that's where it needs to be. Exactly. But this is how you can do it and really have a, a huge impact and not encounter all that much resistance because you're really 
enabling others to do their jobs more effectively, and, um, and the results bear out the, uh, the value of the approach. It was very interesting to just have her show the different home pages that they've had. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, having spent quite a bit of time uh, in financial services firms, um, you know, it would have been very useful to have that sort of sensitivity when we were thinking about things like the homepage, because they can just end up being so incredibly political that the end result tends to be who screamed the loudest or the the biggest hat in the room that put their foot down. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone appreciates when that's not the interaction. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've just really been uh, interested to see that happen because then it gives the people, those of us that have been in big companies, it takes away many of our excuses and then, you know, gives us a frame where we can actually make an impact and yet still do the things that are closest to our heart that are mo we're the most passionate about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there was another presentation yesterday where... Uh, the speaker described a situation at another company where they were attempting a homepage redesign that was very badly needed for mm -hmm. similar reasons, um, as were uh, the, the case at Wells Fargo, and they got nowhere. Yeah. Um, so how do you get somewhere? How do you, you know, um, manage to uh, do things in such a way that you can make that kind of progress? And uh, he's done some great work there. Excellent. So uh, any other you know, wisdom you'd have to impart to the Boxes and Arrows faithful, um, you know, what, they're, what they should look for from interactions or what you'd suggest to them as they start to, you know, think about taking their careers upward and onward? I, um, I, I, well, let me say that I, I think really highly of Boxes and Arrows. I read it, oh, uh, thank um, you. perhaps not religiously, but um, of course I read interactions religiously. <laughs> but but uh, I, I do read it quite a lot and think very highly of it. I think boxes and arrows and interactions are, are two very different kinds of things and, um, mm -hmm. and can really, um, uh, and I think people really do need to and would benefit from, from uh, having experiences on a regular basis with, with both. Um, um, you know, uh, subscribe to the magazine. <laughs> there's there's, there's my, my appeal, but don't do that because I'm, I'm suggesting that you do so. Uh, pick up a magazine, take a look at it, and see, see what you think. Um, uh, it's only $50 a year. That's, that's not too bad for, for a magazine of, of this nature, and you'll get uh, a lot of good uh, stuff that uh, uh, will speak to you and uh, that, that has a lot of depth, and, um, and uh, that uh, hopefully will be, you know, enable you to do your job better. But of course, you get some of that from boxes and arrows as well, but sort of on a different kind of level or scale. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting kind of, it's almost like a similar direction, but a different angle. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, boxes and arrows is more likely to find, fit a, a specific need you're looking for at any one time, whereas interactions is, is a little more um, general. Yeah, is, yeah is I think that, that's right. That's a hard, I don't like the way that sounds. I, yeah, but, I don't either, but I understand what you're saying. I, mean, um, I think that's right. Maybe universal in some ways. It's, you know, m a larger audience is going to be able to take that content and run with it. Like, they, I just saw, they, I've seen a, the latest issue, and that's about, you know, paper prototyping and getting started in that. Whereas, you know, Boxes and Arrows would, you know, be very detailed about how someone does that. Right. Interactions is getting you ready to, like, start doing yourself and, like, setting you off, like, launching you on the way. I think it's a, it's a very well, good way of describing it. Uh, you will not find in Interactions magazine that, that kind of detailed how to mm -hmm. do this kind of stuff. 
that you will find in boxes in their room. So that's that's one of the key differences, indeed. Well, you know, it's, and we we really appreciate having that infrastructure because it allows people to come at it from what's natural to them. And you know, I think that's one of the things that we can kind of learn from as user experience professionals, in that you know, you need to meet the people you're trying to satisfy, whether that's an internal customer or um, an external customer. Um, in a way that they're ready to palette that information. And so, you know, I think it's healthy for us to have things like ambidextrous, you know, coming from more academic bent. You know, Kai is, in, is incredibly practical and, um, you know, at all the different conferences and whatnot. And then, you know, you have the publications that, you know, keep you going in between those events. So, yeah. you know, it, we really appreciate the efforts and it's very exciting to see what you're doing. Well, thank you. Um, we'll keep at it. Um, um, and happily so. Excellent. Thanks Thanks so so much much. for talking to us. Yep, thanks.